This time loop thing. How did you get out of it? Oh, I simply boosted the circuits and broke free. And you came back of your own accord? Well, I... Doctor? No. No, I'm afraid not. Now, obviously, the Time Lords have programmed the TARDIS always to return to Earth. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo-yo. where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions with the world and I have to do with them. I'm your host Molly Marsh and I am currently uh, in a central London train station waiting for the train uh, after a long day in the workplace. Um, This week on the podcast though um, I met up with Beth Stars Axford and Imogen uh, Genoodle, um, both people who've been on my, sorry about that, um, both people who've been on my um, podcast before. Um, I met them both at um, Beth's flat uh, that she shares with Connor, who again has uh, been on the podcast before. Connor didn't join us for the conversation, though. Um, we sent him um, and uh, his friend Josh uh, away uh, to the local pub um, while we recorded. Um, it's very kind of them uh, both to make themselves scarce while we were recording, so thanks for that, um, Connor and Josh. Um, uh, Beth and uh, Imogen and I uh, had a lovely conversation all about this week's um, decent but unremarkable Doctor episode, uh, Praxius. Um, I think that is pretty much all the admin I have this week. So therefore, without further ado, oh, here's my train. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Beth Stars Axford and Imogen Genoodle about Praxius. Cool. We're here at Casadel Axford um, yeah. with Beth, Beth Omai Stars Axford. Yeah, um, I wish we could name this flat something cooler than that. I mean, Casadel Axford. It was Connor's place first, though, so it'd be. I know, but it's y- but. It Fine. <laughs> who's he? He he ain't a time lady, is he? No, it's true. Fuck you, Connor Johnston. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Language. Yeah, dropping an f bomb in the first fifteen <laughs> seconds <laughs> of the podcast. Um, and we've also got um, Imogen Janoodle. With us as well. You know, whenever I mention you to anyone, I'm like, yeah, Janoodle. And then everyone's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, she does the art. And they're like, oh. Oh, yeah. But nobody knows what your name is. Because uh, I have Imo on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And then what it is Imogen. Yeah. So if I'm so. talking about something that you've done, I'm like, yeah, Imogen, Janoodle. Yeah. She did the art for that. Fi- oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> so this is, is this your fifth? Galactic yo-yo outing, Beth, or six, no maybe? I have no idea. I'm Something like that. Always happy to be here. Imogen back for a second time. Yeah. We're here to talk about Praxius, an episode that j- literally just aired. I we know, all watched feel, it together. I feel like my heart's still kind of racing. Yeah, I feel <laughs> a bit unprepared <laughs> to discuss it. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll we'll talk about the good stuff first, firstly, before we start, before we start picking away at it, mm-hmm. um, as if it's the carcass of a dead bird. <laughs> uh, and I will ask Imogen first what your overall takeaway 
from Praxius was? So for me, I feel like that was the best one of the like the best individual episodes other than Fugitives of, of Bitter Doom because I feel like that is just it was very different, very contained. It, yeah. Um, but in te- and it was kind of like character heavy for the Doctor and it mm-hmm. was like heavy for the series. But like in terms of Orphan Fifty Five, Nic- the Nicholas Hester episode, and this, I feel like this is my favorite one, definitely. Yeah. If you, if you were to section them off a bit, because like yeah, I feel like funny. Spyfall I and then Fugitive of the Judean are quite connected to the art. That's true. I don't know whether it's Tesla or this one. This is my thing. Me. I really liked all of them. Mm. Mm. The way that I felt after Orphan 55 was, even though like objectively I can see out of all of them that it was probably the least good one. Mm. Mm. Weird way of saying it. Um, I, st- I felt the most joyous after that one. But I don't know whether it was because it just had so many bits that I l- like things that Doctor Who does that I liked. Like it I liked how kind of rubbish bits of it were. Yeah, like <laughs> Orphan Fifty Five was more charming in a way than this because yeah. it, it had all the wacky elements, the green wigs, mm. the furry, um, Benny, <laughs> the furry. It, Benny. Like it had it had more memeable content than this does. Yeah. I think uh, this one. Also this was a, this was a more competent piece of drama though. Well, that's mm. what I was about to say. It's kind of like. It's kind of like Orphan 55 is the Primark version of this story, which is like yeah. the prime, top yeah. shop yeah. or something. That is what I was trying to yeah. um, And then Fugitive yeah. of the Jadoon would be like Burberry. Right. So <laughs> I was just trying to think of an yeah, expensive shop. No, yeah. But uh, no, uh, but, but it, I guess, like you say, the way that, uh, the way that I look at it. I'm imagining all of the Jadoon uh, dressed in Burberry. <laughs> like with, yeah. the, but with the beige and red The, the trench coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I... I kind of section them off in the same way that you just spoke about because it's kind of like Spyfall and Fugitive, uh, the arc, and then you have the separate ones which are kind of like fun little contained adventures. Um, They're very like Series 11 Yeah. In yeah, in a way. Yeah. Um, but I think that makes it feel really traditional RTD Doctor Who in the way that they had the arc running all the way through, but they still had normal adventures going on. Yeah, I mean, what, what this reminds me of, actually, and I said this last week, was in Series 6... When you got, mm. let's like Good Man Goes to War, let's go Hitler, and then back to your regular programming again, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was jarring then, but I, I kind of more so because they didn't really stop to deal with Amy's trauma at all. They just went yep. straight into night terrors, <laughs> which which had been moved anyway. So mm. it just it just felt jarring. Whereas this time, I feel like they got around it by having the cliffhanger last week where they rushed straight into this oh episode. yeah that definitely helped that yeah really i think really they fe- they feels like they've planned it yeah well it, the was, arc. it was pacier like yeah because it was yeah. like she said that the tardis was trying to distract her mm. Mm. i really like that she yeah. was feeling so down and like yeah that tardis got your yeah back. it kind of connected in well and i really like that yeah because yeah, that meant at least uh, for a, for a context to contextualize it it's like the tardis and the gang are trying to make her feel better and distract her and take her off to, to for another adventure. And I guess in, instead of like if it just ended and then we went into a new adventure with no, con- like no, no not talking about yeah. it. Yeah, which I think happened a lot in series eleven. Mm-hmm. Things would end and begin again without, like almost as if it had been a long time between. No, we didn't really know. Mm. It didn't really like lead into each other. And it was never clear in series eleven, like. Are the gang even living on the TARDIS? Are yeah. they going back home in between? Like it was never, mm. you never really got an idea of what their lives were. And yeah, I feel yeah. Like this year, 
Yeah, because they packed up, didn't they? They packed up everything at the beginning of Spyfall yeah. and packed up their lives almost. Yeah. It would have been cute to get like a... Oh, no, we did. We saw Yaz putting her clothes away, didn't we? Like Rose in, uh, I don't know, uh, series one somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really cute. I like that. Yeah, I'd like to see a sort of what's in my bag from Inch of the Companions. <laughs> <laughs> on Ryan's YouTube so channel. Yeah, on Ryan's What's in my bag on the TARDIS. Uh, it was a bit of a mix, missed opportunity when we met a YouTuber this week and Ryan wasn't like, what? Subscribe for subscribe? <laughs> yeah, no, I, sub I sub. literally said yeah, that. Sub I wanted sub. him to mention his YouTube channel so much. Yeah. I feel like Ryan now is not the same Ryan he was when he was a YouTuber back in The Woman Who Fell to Earth. No, yeah, I agree. There's like 11 dislikes yeah. on his video. And yeah. Oh, no. I wonder if Ryan's ever made any space vlogs. I really... Do you know what? I When I was thinking about Series 12, I really wanted it to open like mm. with a vlog. Like, and it, here's me and Yaz on the TARDIS just hanging out. Hanging out, being cheesy. Yeah. And you could have had that. And you could have had, like, the master, like, watching it at MI6. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Break. You know, like, I think you, know, you want this. I, I think you think you want this. And you don't want this. <laughs> also, that would tie into the fact that the master always watches, like, odd kids' TV shows, Oh, my God, right? he does. So this yeah. would be the 21st century of that, where he's watching cheesy YouTubers. Oh, my God. He'd be watching, like, um, uh, Surprise Egg. Uh, unboxings on YouTube. What surprise eggs? <laughs> oh, my my little sister and brother love this shit. So it's like, it's you know like um blind bags. Yeah. It's like when you get children's toys and it's and it's like you don't know you what don't one know it's what gonna they're gonna be. be. It's oh like a little yeah, plastic yeah. bag. You open it. There's there's like these surprise eggs. That's <laughs> it's like. It's like a blind bag. It's kind of like a Kinder Surprise, but there's no chocolate. Like those Doctor Who Titan figures. Exactly. And, you don't know which and there's an egg, but there's no chocolate involved. And there are YouTubers who just do like unboxings of these surprise eggs. What's in them though? What type of things? A, like a, a piece of tat, like a, just a toy. Oh wow! I kind of want to watch. But kids, kids like I, I get it because I, it, I think it's maybe therapeutic, like ASMR, mm. like watching somebody. Like I like watching videos where people just like, like my shoe collection or whatever. Yeah, and it's just so like yeah. so banal, but it's just you can just switch your brain off. My thing is um, watching YouTubers do their makeup while telling a true crime story. <laughs> I watched it's those. so good. Yeah. Or just watching any YouTubers telling true crime or murder stories or anything like that. Yeah. But I've become obsessed with this one girl. While they're doing the makeup. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I've become obsessed with this one called Bailey, and she ha- has this thing called Murder Mystery Makeup Mondays, <laughs> and she does <laughs> her makeup like it's incredible. And then she just tells this whole story of like a true crime thing that's happened, <gasps> and it's so good. But it's so good because wow. I just I will be cleaning and I'll have it on in the background, um, or you know that's the type of thing that I do with this podcast or whatever. I mm. have it while mm. I'm doing my makeup or cleaning, and so but my just switch thing your brain off is so banal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my current <laughs> thing is, but then uh, the other day I had a really bad nightmare that I had been kidnapped and like locked in a basement, and right. I was like I've been listening to too. M- I've been yeah, watching. Said you were thrashing around. Yeah, when I yeah. have so when I have nightmares, I can't wake up from them, and I sweat a lot and I thrash and I like oh it's horrible. Mm. I actually couldn't get out of it. I like it feels like I'm gonna die in the dream. Oh it's wow! Madness. I need to stop watching true crime <laughs> related <laughs> things. Anyway, back to practice. Practice. <laughs> um, the one thing we were all saying while the episode was going on, and we were saying a lot, and we were, te- and then, we were then we were shushing each other. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there wasn't one person who was talking loads. No, I we were I feel all like just everyone was putting yeah, in yeah. and then everyone else would trust them. Anyway, um I feel like the main takeaway for a lot of us was, Oh my god, the companions have got so much to do. Yeah. Right? I was all shocked. I was just I was sitting forward like in disbelief. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. 
Yaz doing something. Yeah, like, yeah. what? I mean, I was actually more shocked this week by Ryan doing stuff. Oh like, yeah, yeah. On his own because yeah. we've had bits of like Yaz, like like Nikola Tesla, for example. She goes on the whole side oh, first on yeah. her own. Whereas we've not really had Ryan acting alone without Graham. Yeah, ever and if before. you compare that to Rackman's in the UK, where he's in the background of that science lab, literally making shadow creatures oh, in the projector. I love that though. Yeah, I, I love yeah, that. but that like that's when you know that that you have nothing for your character to do, and and uh, we had so so many extra. And this is something I've noticed about Pete's right writing is that the same in Kablam. He had so many guest characters, same in this episode, but he always gives everyone enough to do. He got away with it. It wasn't, mm-hmm. again, in contrast to something like Orphan 55 or mm. the Saranga Conundrum, where the guest cast is packed out. Yeah. Mm. It didn't. It was the same, but it th- they were all utilised. I think it's because in um, like Orphan 55 and Saranga Conundrum, everyone's in the same place at the same time, mm. pretty much. Whereas in this one, it there was there were different stories. That yeah, and everything made sense as to why they were there. Yeah. Apart from like, maybe that one guy that got killed by the birds on the beach is like maybe he didn't need to be there. But I guess he it would be weird. He absolutely needed to be there. Cute. No, but maybe <laughs> uh, maybe it would have been weird if Suki was in that um, uh, lab on her own. I don't know. Completely but on her own. Yeah, and but also like, like we probably needed a death. Did they acknowledge his death? I don't think they did. Oh I don't shit! They didn't. No. I'm they thinking did. they didn't. Re- they d- I don't think they found out that he. No. I. D- I Maybe there was a I'm passing prob- comment, but yeah. it couldn't have been profound because we all three of us I have don't not noticed think it. I well, I've just realised that I feel like they didn't. I don't think they did because I remember when the birds came like smashing through the science lab. No one, no one said anything because they ran back to the target. Because they just well. yeah, they just no one was like, where is he or anything like that. Unless it got cut, what? like I don't really Shit. don't think it was because I remember thinking <laughs> about oh it at the time God. and then being like, oh, the story's moving on, so they're clearly not gonna. Yeah, it. but like surely and someone would be. What about that dude? I also just saw someone tweeting that, um, like, oh, I hope they have a nice stroll along the beach. I think it was Jenny Col- Colgan saying, oh, I hope they have a nice stroll along the beach um, and notice, like, two dead bodies as they're walking back. Because, obviously, like, the other guy, the submarine guy died there as well. Oh, shit, yeah. It's, like, two disintegrated kind of dead bodies on the beach. They just oh. I guess there, there was the a character that definitely did <laughs> uh, not get much. Yeah. I feel like he's... I mean, they ended up there, so obviously it did get sorted out. Uh-huh. So they, yeah. they ended in that little cabin but mm. i don't feel like he got i don't think know. he got acknowledged at all no, no. He, even his death like no i i, I mean i think the best of the guest characters was like was big finish man oh god yeah he was, good. He was oh very yeah. very is good is he called mark something jake jake uh, oh, oh you the mean the character the actor, oh. the, actor the, the character was called jake right yeah sorry. what was the act what's the act that actor called i don't know i want to say like warris but that might Morris. be wrong. warren Warren, it's Warren. I think oh I'm just checking Twitter to see if I can find it, but uh, yeah, his name is Warren Brown. Warren Brown. I keep chinning the en- microphone. I enjoyed his. <laughs> I enjoyed his character a lot. Um. Uh. Very and uh, I thought he was like really well served by the episode. And it actually, it was an example of something that me and Connor and Sarah talked about with Orphan Fifty Five, where that again, it's like making that comparison because in that story, um, they seem to feel the need to give every character their own arc yeah that yeah. they would then resolve which is not necessary like mm. that guy got an arc like warren brown's character really got an arc and that but really the worked others didn't need the it. others didn't have as big of a thing like uh, what would you call like um the the youtuber i forgot the character's name but the the youtuber character yeah she was she was an important part of the story but i don't feel like she really had a character arc 
because there wouldn't have been time for that. Her name was Gabriella. 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 Yeah, there was not there was not time for like to it was focus more like so much her on her. Her traits. And yeah, who she yeah. Was she was still a good character, but she yeah. didn't yeah. need to, she didn't need to change during yeah. the story. That's I she mean, that's like how I feel. Quite reluctant. Oh my god, how weird is this? The character who played so Gabriella was played by someone called Joanna, but the person that played Jamila was called was played by someone called Gabriella. Oh, confusing. Oh. <laughs> They're both spelled the exact same way. What? Oh. That's, that's really weird. Anyway, um, we were nervous when Gabriella and Jamila were first introduced because we were like, oh, this is a couple mm. and Chris Chibnall's going to kill them because Chris, Chris Chibnall kills gay people. <laughs> I think Chris <laughs> Chibnall has, like, there's a, there's a thing in, the, in fandom and it's very well openly spoke about and discussed mm. that Chris Chibnall kills most black characters and most gay characters. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't for a second think he... Well, no, no, no. It's abs- I don't think it's a purposeful I thing. Think it's into- I think what it is is that Chris Chibnall enjoys putting reputa- representation in, in everywhere in sometimes a bit of a, a bit of a surface level and not very meaningful way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, b- the easiest way t- to do that is to just drop little references in, in the dialogue of, of minor characters and often minor characters in Doctor Who are immediately killed off. So I think that's kind of how it's ended up happening. But the solution is, well, let's have some... Think about char- it a bit more. Well, think about it a bit more. And let's have some characters that with meaningful representation. And that's yes. that's what we got, actually, with mm. um, with Jake and Adam in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, that the thing with Chibnall's kind of, like, blind casting or whatever, blind character creating, is that we end up with scenes like in Spyfall when... They made the master a Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then that whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, when all of his gay characters get killed, because he's yeah. kind of like, oh look, we're, we're gonna. And then we makes the doctor in. a woman and makes her really passive. And yeah, yeah, yeah um, which is something I've, I've not actually discussed before, but mm. uh, I know lots of people ha- are of that opinion. But um, th- that that's the issue with all of that is that he's like, yes, women, gay people, you know, people that aren't white, blah 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 blah, and then. I guess they get put into positions where it's not as meaningful or not necessarily the right way to have done it. Yeah. I don't get I think like you don't get to claim diversity unless you have that th- those characters can be there but they need to really be there in terms of like their characters and their contribution because yeah. otherwise it just feels like it's it's, it's tokenism. Not deep enough. It feels yeah, like tokenism. Yeah, tokenism. It's basically. like yeah. in um Avengers Endgame there is a scene in that where it's like uh it's like a sort of um circle time kind of mental health gathering at the start of the movie. Have you seen this movie? No. I've seen yeah, I've seen uh, it. And there's a scene where a guy is like talking about his husband or whatever. And it's like oh yeah. and it was like publicized before the movie came out of like there's gay as there's gay characters in Avengers Endgame, there's like gay representation and mm. that was it. And it's a f- and it's a scene that has no plot. No relevance. relevance. So, which means that um, they can take it out for a Chinese audience. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so, but Jesus it was Christ. it was nice. Th- th- that said, it was nice in this one to see like the actual kiss at the end and like yeah, because the only gay kiss in Doctor Who we've had before is Vastra and Jenny, yeah. which was like under the under the guise of like 
uh, air transfer or oh. and, and also <laughs> and also sorry. one is a lizard yeah <laughs> a very a very hot female lizard but a lizard all the same i'm sorry i wasn't sure where you were going because i couldn't remember but no i <laughs> i think the best thing about this episode is like two things that everyone seems to be seems no two things that seem to be continually cropping up as a problem or things that people are upset about or don't go down well with people is one that the doctor doesn't seem to save people at the end of stories she seems to just leave them to die or whatever or like sh- or i don't forget know. that they've had their eyes pecked out by birds yeah, yeah. yeah. so not how you know how <laughs> i don't know lots of people complained about how she didn't bring down kablam or she didn't um take the girl away from her dad and it takes you away or she didn't save um those the characters in orphan 55 at the end blah blah yeah, blah it, it, yeah um but she actually in this one did what i think if she didn't would have been really like upsetting but she went she actually she actually saved, saved jake, jake which was amazing yeah. and we like all collectively cheered we in the room. We audibly I was screamed really worried like i was, I was worried like he was gonna, gonna die i because f- that would have been make or break it for me that would have made that would have made or like made it made it or break it what ma- yeah make or break it isn't that is that the saying yeah that is the oh that is the <laughs> saying imogen is destroying my flat it's okay oh don't worry don't worry it's cool we had a lovely uh, indian earlier didn't we we did oh we had so clumsy. the indian turned up at the beginning of the episode and I, like for the first five minutes i was too busy trying to like get all my bits on my poppadom yeah. <laughs> although connor forgot to order <laughs> one of my dishes oh i can't and believe i am sorry. actually glad that he didn't order it because I was very full, just on the target all. So, yeah. uh, okay. I'm actually, it was a good thing. I was being greedy. Yeah, I'm like a bottomless pit, so if he gave me another dish, I still would have eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Uh, Praxius. Um, <laughs> oh, we, we were talking about oh, how it would have made... He, he, him dying. Oh, make make or break it, that's the, the, that's the, um, the saying. Yeah. But because I, I was really worried, because I feel like if he, if he had died, I would have been really annoyed. Yeah, and it, it just wouldn't, like... It, it his character needed a second chance. Yeah. Like, it was useless for him to get that, like, stop dodging life advice from his husband and mm. then to just die. Because then you can't use that advice. You can't... Yeah. Mm. It's nice that what he's done has changed him, right? Yeah, and God, that scene when he was talking to Graham really hit me because that feeling of when you don't feel like... When someone that you love is, like, so impressive and mm-hmm. you're like, why would they want me around? Mm-hmm. I mean... I have BPD, so I feel like that about everyone. But I felt that so hard. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I feel like mood. most people have felt... Exactly, like yeah. Most, most people, people with any sort that. of self-awareness or, you know, people who are megalomaniacs have felt like that. Some yeah. people, I don't yeah. know. Um, and, and so, yeah, I like that he got... and b- uh, But also it was clear that he had been a bit of an idiot and then he got to redeem himself. Got, yeah, which was really he nice. Got his, he got to be proven. Yeah. And then I he got to stalk his boyfriend on the toilet. <laughs> Husband, shit, yeah. yeah. God. Um, so cute. It was a very Fires of Pompeii moment when she saved him, actually. And also, it was so, she was, I loved watching her maneuvering the TARDIS and like saving the day so quickly. It reminded me of like the witch finders w- at the start where you where sh- the, the woman's being drowned and you're mm-hmm. going, Doctor, do something, like move. Yeah. And then she moves and it's too, and it's too late and the woman's yeah. dead. And yeah. in this one, it's like, if she'd been any slower, like Jake yeah. would have died. Mm. And, it was nice to see the doctor actually upping her game and and like I don't yeah. know putting Save putting it on the line someone. for Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Do you think that if she had gone back and saved Bella and Kane in Orphan Fifty Five, it would have um, it would have been? Do you think that would have added to the story, or do you think that would have made it a better ending? 
I, I think so actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have liked it more if she had done that. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that would I think that would have opened up. I think they could have just explained it a bit better because I think it would have opened up too many possibilities if they were fine and then like Ryan, uh, Ryan and Bella, that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like what would maybe, Ryan have done? but like they, it's that same thing of like they it, it looked like they were repairing their relationship and then they didn't actually get to well yeah reap the yeah, benefits of that. Well, yeah, like maybe clo- maybe it's the it. sort of Luke Skywalker, you know, Darth Vader rev- redeeming himself mm. and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that that is that's yeah. kind of ending, isn't it? That kind of closure. Yeah, it would have been nice if they just said like, oh, they or at least they like just said what they did after, like yeah. whether they survived. We just don't know. No, I mean, like, presumably not. It could have been set up that we knew that they had a high chance of surviving. Yeah, it felt like we have no idea mm. the chances of. Yeah, like how when not. Jenny at the end of the Doctor's Daughter when she got on the spaceship and we're like, oh, she survived. She survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have yeah, been. Yeah, nice. that w- yeah, that would have been really nice. Um, we got speaking of like uh, Ryan and Bella, we got another sort of weird love interest moment with Ryan tonight. This keeps happening. There Ryan? are things. Are they with are Ryan. they trying to write Ryan the as a as a this whole are we season to write is on the pole. Ryan as yeah, like a player <laughs> or something. Like. They've been doing it ever since he came into the series though like there's yeah, always the sister. The sister yeah yes yeah, like there's so many hit and i'm like he looks all right but he honestly has the personality of a wet sponge <laughs> <laughs> no i love no ryan. no that's no. i love he ryan. hasn't got love, much personality i love though. ryan i love ryan i'm very attracted to toast and cold but there's nothing there for me for ryan in terms of like attraction he's, he's a bit too dopey isn't he he's j- oh yeah it, but i love him it, for that it was a it was a weird m- uh, moment though of like when she like <laughs> so grim it was so weird she I was like, like searching him she was doing like a uh, what do you call it like a pat down she's like do you work out and then she's like do if you that was the other way around like, yeah it's like super runs. pervy and like, like that's your legs that's not like yeah like pets. stop also, stop feeling his body in a sex way when you're patting him down like well it's exactly, so gross if that was ryan doing it to her and he and said he was like oh you work out we'd be like yeah, yeah. but also that would be absolutely unacceptable yeah found that weird horrible. didn't like it really yeah i was not into it and then also like it was no reason for it because they didn't really do anything with yeah, there was that nothing anyway. else after that yeah are they trying to allude to the fact that Ryan is a Jack the Lad who works out and all the m- women want him and then he'll just leave in a romance or something I'm at the end. I'm worried they're trying to set up Ryan and Yaz. Oh no, don't do that. I, d- I got that a little bit in Spyfall. Yeah, Spyfall when they was at um, Vore. Yeah, but like I'm not <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, and a little bit in Rosa when he compliments her and she's like, did you just give me an accidental compliment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but also sure. like we've not but had I can't tell what they're also doing Also y- Yaz is canonically a lesbian. So we're not, you know. Canonically? <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yes. Since when? Oh, are you just... It, she's canonically decided. a lesbian. Yes, let's... D- yes, <laughs> I agree. What did we think of... Can I ask a question? Oh, my God. I asked the questions, Beth. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, what did you think of Suki? Uh, no, no opinion, really. I think um, she was just... She was more of a plot character, really. I, feel, I wish character. they'd given her a more few more scenes as who she turned out to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, I, I wish... Because she wasn't... She wasn't like a villain. She mm. well, she was. I mean, what they were doing was like despicable. But like, it was towards the end. I think the doctor really sympathised. She with was her. misunderstood, right? Yeah, yeah, misunderstood. Mm. And I wish she had a few more scenes because it felt. I feel like there was probably about three, less than three minutes before when she was revealed, and then like when she died. Yeah. Like, I wish that. I there guess was that's a bit the ju- that's the the point of it though. Really, is that the doctor's like, well, you've done all this, and 
you've messed up yourself because like how quick you're gonna die now because you've yeah know, yeah you know well, I mean? yeah that's very true but um yeah i think that i really like the plot that she came from another world with her race to try and like mm-hmm. find an antidote mm-hmm. There's a lot in that. There's a lot to unpack, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the ethical mm-hmm. side of that. Well, as well, I mean, Connor and I were just talking before he left about um, this compared to Orphan 55 in terms of the, the mm. environmental message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually think it's not quite the same thing because in Orphan 55, like the story was about like the environmental Humans message. Humans direct, di- like directly doing it. Mm. Well, it's more... Yeah, I guess, but it was more. Yeah, this one it was more like, it was just the plot device that Earth has a lot of plastic. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the message wasn't hitting that they selected Earth as. That I guess that's true. Yeah, but it it didn't feel like there was a particular. Yeah, it wasn't as direct, definitely. Yeah, like we're not. It's not. We're not at risk of an alien race coming to Earth and using our plastic. Presumably, it just it just so happens that like presumably it just so happens that we have a ton of plastic and that's not good. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. this alien race, but the episode wasn't ever really saying. No, I mean it was was implied. (laughs) Now that we've had those two episodes in such close proximity, I can see why like it is preferable to have it as a throw as as a little bit of the plot instead of the entirety I of don't it know. working around it. I think this f- I think this story was better. But yeah. I, th- I I think I don't think it's comparable. I think it's re- I think thought it was really good to have a story that was about global warming, but I don't yeah, I, well know I if I it was executed that well, you know? Yeah, I really, really liked Orphan 55 and I liked the, that they shouted about climate change. Yeah, same, because a lot of people had issues with that and I, yeah, lots I of loved it. I was in a pub last night and everyone I spoke to hated it. Most people were just like so mad about it because I'm not mad about it. Like I, I love like, I agree with you that I don't feel like the story was amazing, mm. but like a lot of people have the direct issue of I the message was too loud and that that speech at the end it but was just too like Yeah. It was too direct and I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, honestly, like who cares if it's too loud? Because obviously we've not been loud enough. Like the fucking earth is dying. Mm. The ice caps <laughs> are melting. Like the koalas are nearly extinct, guys. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I can't as believe well, I managed to bag Greta Thunberg for the <laughs> podcast. I've just realised that obviously we've had two episodes about the Earth, and I mean, obviously this isn't isn't as big, but like mm. the Earth, us destroying our own planet and arachnids in the UK, and obviously you've got like the massive Gallifrey storyline. Yeah. So then it kind of connects <gasps> in that. It's definitely a the a doctor. Link she had no control in in this instance and in, in whether her planet was destroyed or not. But yeah. like the hu- as humans, we kind of do mm-hmm. because if that plastic had not been there, they wouldn't have picked Earth. And obviously, true. true. Do you think they're building up to a whole thing that's like the doctor's like, well, I have no choice about my world being destroyed, but you guys have a choice. Yeah, that's mm. why she's so like she's so yeah. passionate about it because she loves Earth so it's much. It's crazy, isn't it? How many things in this season seem to be repetitive and linking, and I just can't for the life of me work out what they're trying to do with it. And if that theory is right as well, that makes oh it even more impactful. What's right? the theory? The, the one human that one said <laughs> about the Doctor actually being a human, but they turned her into a Time Lord, or she was, the, or she used to be a human and they changed her DNA because there's so many examples of DNA being rewritten yeah, yeah. in this season. Like the repeating themes seem to be. DNA being rewritten, every episode is set on Earth, um, 
Yeah, time I mean, lords. I've always loved the idea that <gasps> time lords were humans before they were time lords. Like, yeah, I've liked that idea. Because then that would that. just explain the whole entirety of the fact that the Doctor is always on Earth and so obsessed with her. And that she looks so much like a person as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. All d- it and all ties together. And if you've got the theme of both planets being in the process of destroyed or being destroyed, yeah. that makes it... Oh guys, God, that oh would be oh so great. It sounds so fucking good. Oh, I hope that's hard enough. I hope so. I hope um, it does. It, 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 another thing in terms of the of the kind of politics of this one, uh, I I said at one point um, during it, I was like, oh, I can't believe they've aired this because it was so because it was about a virus um, yeah. being transmitted that starts in Hong Kong, and it was like very coronavirus, and I'm just surprised that they went with it. But also, you mentioned Imogen that like. The coronavirus is not gonna. It's not going away next week. So yeah, it's gonna be going on for months. So I feel like, you know, they've had to air it. Yeah. And it doesn't. I mean, it's not been directly done because of that. Cause no, no, of course not. Like a couple of months ago. Of course not. And I, I so guess they couldn't have put any of it. It's just. Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> would they? They couldn't have put anything in its place. Really. No. Like they couldn't have swapped it out for anything. No, they'd have had to cut um, it completely. But really, but I, I think something happened around the same time as an episode in series 11 i can't remember what it was um i think it was something uh, something oh, they happened took some shots out didn't they i i can't know i something happened 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 around a similar time and everyone was like so shocked that like things that were happening in series 11 right were then oh happening or something yeah. but i can't remember wha- i literally can't remember for the life of what it was um but but obviously like this i mean just don't they always predict things. this episode mm. i mean a yeah, long time of course. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> and it, it, I feel like it's an unfortunate coincidence, and mm-hmm, we definitely. can't help obviously seeing that because of the news currently. Yeah, and it, it's but not. Maybe si- we yeah. should be checking our plastic. <laughs> maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. It's n- I mean, it's not a situation like Robot of Sherwood where they could just take out one shot. Yeah. And it, the story pretty yeah, much it's remains mm. uh, the same. Uh, it was a. It was kind of the core thing in the story, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. They could not have changed anything else. Yeah. They just no. they had to air it. So. This is a question I ask every week. What do we think of Jodie Whittaker in this episode? I thought she I was her so excellent. She in was this very, episode. very good. And yeah. I don't always love her performance, but I thought it was really good this week. It was nice to have, um, obviously, after the dra- the the huge drama of last week, it was nice to have um, it just back focused on the Thirteenth Doctor and, and getting to see her interact with True. different people. True. Screaming across the beach and um, oh my god, that was so funny when she scre- <laughs> at the start when she was screaming. Need some help over here! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Oh yeah. my god, I yeah. think yeah, I feel like I mean every episode for me she's just absolutely shined. But I like I like that this was a little bit more cheery in that it's obviously a distraction, mm-hmm. so we haven't had that kind of heavy angst that we've had in like Skyfall. Or the yeah, she of she the was new. she was more whimsical. Yeah, wasn't yeah, she? yeah. I enjoyed it was that. Kind of like series 11 happiness but like with a better story yeah i like <laughs> i like how sassy she can be yeah, yeah. what did she say snarky. in orphan 55 where she was like if i had a can of spam and a marker pen i could, pen, I could build you yeah, yeah. i yeah. thought it was so yeah. so Give good me marker pen and half a can of spam yeah. and i could build you yeah from i love that she, i feel like that's something she's really developed as well like mm. it feels like yeah, that snarkiness snark. do you know yeah. why though because she's a woman and she's realized that's that's the only way she can she has to deal with things people yeah. won't she listen to assert her, her yeah. Author- yeah. authority yeah. i reckon that's it and because there i think when you when when you you're in certain certain fuck what's wrong with me i can't even speak i feel like when you're in certain situations as a woman you really do have to like be sarky or in order to be listened so to yeah, yeah there's lots of times where mm-hmm. i felt like i've needed to be 
sassy or funny or sarky mm. in order for anyone to listen. And uh, I think that's really interesting. I really like that bit where she said she had a thought and that it tickled. Really cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. that. It was really quite cute. Matt Smithian, wasn't very it? Very doctory. Yeah. Very similar to in Series 11, where she faints, I think, in The Woman Who Fell to Earth. She's like, she can like sense that when oh, she's with her, with her nose. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. <laughs> no, she was, she was really good. Yeah. yeah. And it felt like, as well, do you know, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of criticisms about her speeches when she's trying to work something out. And that, I've, I've seen a lot of pink things about people saying, like, that sometimes it feels like she's explaining something that's already been understood or it can be like repetitive. But no, like but I, I think that was it. very well explained. Yeah, th yeah there was like a lot of like... Like I, I liked what she was saying because there were like mm. those words and those little snarkiness and those... Yeah, they spiced up like the exposition, Yeah, yeah they? they spiced uh, it up, yeah. And I certainly felt like every time during this episode that I had the thought, oh, I don't really know what's going on. One of the characters on screen went, could you explain what's going on, please, Doctor? Like yeah. at exactly the right time. And that was good. really good because they got to do that as well as do things that's that were helpful. So it wasn't just like the companions are only there to ask questions. The mm. companions were there to make the questions happen. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. getting the bird, dissecting the bird, mm -hmm. and then they asked what it meant. Do you know what I mean? And I really liked and that. And I like that she, she doubted Yaz. When Yaz was like, I want to go off, I want to check that. She was like, uh, are you sure? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, it, and in, I mean, we were all worried that Yaz was going to go off and get kidnapped or something. Yeah, yeah. But it worked out fine. And I, I remember that there was a comment where doctor, the doctor was like, yeah, you you did look at you all off on your own and um, not getting killed. Yeah, yeah. and I like I like that. Cute. I, I love that. I had a chat with um, Pencil Bandit about this, but like I love the Doctor and Yaz's banter. Mm. Yeah. Like I feel like they're more friends than yeah that anyone else in the TARDIS yeah. is friends with each yeah. other. I feel like they've I mean. not had a lot of interaction this season. Like no, but much. there's like gold moments when they yeah do. yeah yeah. I think that's definitely to do with Mandip and Jodie's friendship as well. Yeah, I think that yeah that's what I said about with Pencil Banner, yeah. Yeah, I um, I love the Doctor and Yaz. I love Yaz a lot. I feel like... I'd love a season of just the two of them. Yeah. I same. would love I that. Really, do you know what? I think about this so much because I love every single... I love Ryan and Graham and Yaz. All, well, I all ha like They all have their separate things that I love about them, but I just really wish it was just Yaz because I think there's so much there. And I do really think that something uh, something's happening with her because she's this season been very like um she's getting quite mad at the doctor in orphan 55 and all those questions about whether they know her or not and then she was like wanting to go off on her own in this episode and was just yep. like let me do your thing and last week when she was like don't talk to ryan like that yeah, like she's like getting yeah. a bit aggy with I the think doctor we said it yeah. was like we were saying it was a bit clara in that yeah. she was getting very confident in her own abilities mm -hmm. and what she can do and she knows herself quite yeah. well and she knows when to question a doctor now. I just wish we'd seen. Sorry, I, d I just mm -hmm. wish we'd seen some uh, some rungs on the ladder on the way to that because yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like they they've set her up in Woman Who Fell to Earth as like this is a person who um, is really ambitious and feels like people aren't giving her enough responsibility and that's mm. that was kind of the baseline of her character. Then it felt like she was a nondescript person for weeks and weeks and weeks. But in Rosa, uh, she when Rosa says, where do you want to be? And she says, in charge. That's true, yeah. And I always think about that because I'm like, that is where she wants to be. And I think we're increasingly in this series, maybe not so much last series, because they were very focused on Ryan. But I think in this series, they're really focusing on the fact that she wants to be in charge. Yeah. She's doing a lot to try and be there. She's yeah. Gonna, she's going to turn to the master, guys. Oh, my she's God. <laughs> I no. feel like that would be I such a good theory. plot twist. I, I, want it, I really want it to happen. I really like, want I it to happen. I love Yaz. I, I want it to happen. I feel I hate she when good more. characters go bad. 
But it could be, I was it, saying it, it could be like she's heart. hypnotized or something or something like that. But like, I feel like I really want it to happen because it's the shock of it. And because like, it will be Yaz, the ultimate Yaz, being sure of herself and yeah. knowing what she wants. I think that it would be a really good twist because it would be really great in terms of like what's already happened with Yaz and how angry she's getting with the doctor and how she's like when when he said like stick with me Yaz and like all of that I just feel like it would be great to build up to that mm-hmm. especially now that she's going off and exploring on her own and then like getting annoyed when she hasn't found an alien planet she's trying to prove herself and she's trying to be like the, the ultimate way to prove herself to the doctor and the master could offer her that couldn't yeah. he because mm. yeah. oh. I think Yaz really doesn't like dishonesty mm. and I think no. she's quite smart in sensing that the doctor's being the doctor very lies, dishonest right? yeah. yeah and and I think she's she knows something's up. She knows things are being mm. hidden from her and she doesn't like it because they've put so much trust and she's put so much on the line for the doctor. I mean, she's not going to her job now. She's exactly. not told. I mean, mm. from what we know, she hasn't told her family. Uh-huh. And you, even though like they still have this great connection, you know that there's there's something drifting or something going on and there's this kind of tension. That's yeah, I feel like it would, it would be very much low-hanging fruit for Yaz if she's the master was yeah. like, you could be, I could make you powerful. Yeah, because he could really manipulate her because mm-hmm. the master's very smart. Yeah, and she's given up her entire life for the doctor, and then the doctor's just like, "You don't know me. I'm not telling you anything." Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? That's the doctor's yeah. been quite patronising to the yeah. companions this yeah. this year. Yeah, but I feel I, I feel like I mean I had this conversation the other day, and I I feel like the the drift between them it comes off as quite insensitive from the companions because we know everything the doctor's gone through. That's it, true. It feels like they're being quite harsh at times like but uh, even though we know that they don't like that dishonesty because yeah. we know she's going through so much but i think it's because they like just don't know what's going know. on well yeah, they don't know yeah. also i think it's a bit of a cell phone on the part of chris chibnall because he's <laughs> he's <laughs> kind of yeah the the companions don't really know the doctor but no but that functionally that's like about us knowing the companions isn't mm. it? It, it to us it doesn't feel like they're that close mm-hmm. because the relationships haven't felt very strong mm. and i think Think about, I don't know, um, Amy Pond. Yeah. You know, the equivalent point in her story is halfway through series six. Mm-hmm. And, like, think about her her and Rory's relationship with the Doctor at that point. Yeah. It's so meaningful, so strong. Like, you would never say, like, she doesn't know him or... Mm. And, like, the, that's, like, equivalent point in the journey they've had with the Doctor now. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it feels like right. it still feels like they're new. That's very it true. Does. I feel shook by that. How many episodes are that? we in, you said? It's like the seventeenth episode. Yeah, it's like one and a half seasons, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Can you pass my water, please? Oh, yeah. Thank you. I might go and make another glass of water. I'm very thirsty. Yes, yeah, same. My mouth is really dry. Um, <laughs> where were we? I want to talk about um how grotesque the um the effect of them them getting the uh, yeah. infection and and dying was. It was God. horrible, and it yeah. reminded me a bit of the stenza. Yeah. I uh, said it looked <laughs> like the thing from Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it was like really grim. And a few times, I don't know if it was the curry or this episode, but there was a few times in this episode where I felt like someone walked over my grave or I felt a bit like nauseous. Yeah. And I don't know like whether the it birds was were horrible. It was the birds. It was the dissecting of the birds. It felt so horror movie in mm. the way that, have you seen World War Z? No, I haven't. You've seen World War Z. Yeah. Is that um, with Brad Pitt? With Brad Pitt right. and Peter Capaldi. Yeah, also yeah, yeah. The way that I feel when I watch something like that, where some where I, I think it like apocalyptic movies or like things where something's taking over the world or like there's zombies or a virus uh-huh. or something always makes me feel nauseous. 
but that was like oh that was so gross because it's, it's like over their skin and it grows yeah and it's like something like a mold or something it was yeah, yeah. it was like mold or like yeah have you seen um there's a there's a poor guy in um i think it's bangladesh and they, he's called like Tree Man, is what, yeah. is what he's oh, nicknamed. Yeah, yeah. And he has like this horrendous fungal infection where his arms have essentially turned into what look like branches because yeah. of, because the warts mm. are so um, uh, outrageously big. Uh, and he's now actually think I think had his both of his arms amputated. Wow. Um, because it was just oh he, they gosh. just couldn't get rid of oh, the. That's so sad. Uh, it's really sad, but it's obviously very grotesque. The effect was done really kind well. Of mold, kind of yeah. wart, sort of, and it rem- so it really it felt realistic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It felt like something like that that people actually get in real life. Yeah. So that yeah, was why it was like, oh, it didn't look like a spacey thing. No, it looked good. Like the yeah. effects were really good. It looked real. You know, yeah. like in New Earth when the, the yeah, I was about to say that. That that's like it's good, but it's that looks very like TV zombie. Yeah. Whereas this one was like. Oh, that looks like a real fungal infection. Yeah, and that's grim. Yeah. That's yeah. that looks like something that could happen. Yeah. Not nice. That that bit, and the birds. Really scary. Exploded as it was well. a bit scary. A bit too it scary. It kills them so suddenly. It's yeah. not like they just drop inside off the mouth. Mm. It's when it was inside. Yeah, no, the that, heart. no, that's what got me as and, well. And the eyes when her eyes opened as well. Yeah, it was, was no good. There. It was Ooh. no good. No, yeah. I do feel a bit weird. Uh, that and the birds really freaked me out. Yeah. Connor's scared of birds, isn't he? Oh my god. So yeah, my boyfriend Connor is. Who we just watched with is terrified of you birds. You can hear his thoughts on Doctor Who stuff. Like going oh, like that. I was wondering why. Yeah, he has the t- most like the worst fear of birds. We made him go <laughs> when we went to Melbourne last year. Uh-huh. We made him go into a, uh, we were in a wildlife sanctuary and we made him go through the bird section. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing I've so ever cruel. seen. No, but you, we couldn't. You couldn't go anywhere else. You had to go through it. It was oh only okay. it was a one way system. Like oh if you want to go through go the sanctuary, it, you can't go over it. We'll no, have to go through, through it. it. Exactly. Yeah. And the birds came and sat. Like I had like big massive birds on my arm and stuff. And oh, I was like, no, no, that, no, I would no. That, that would be a big nope for me. <laughs> oh, I love. I was them. in Hyde Park them. yesterday, and you know those like parakeets oh, in I Hyde love Park. Parakeets. Oh yeah. And they like land on people, and I was like, ah, oh, no. Oh uh, yeah. But I wouldn't touch any animals. It felt very like pigeons. See, I'm I'm a big. I would love to be able to hug a pigeon. I love pigeons. I'm a big. No, they grow out. Yeah, I'm. I'm they very much out. a not animal lover. You are. I find that so odd. Like I, I won't touch. Uh, the only animals I would touch is a cat, a dog, and a horse. Aside from I that, w- I don't like uh, touching horses. I don't think I would me. touch um, any other animal. That's crazy. I we would had touch like anything. reptiles come into my work. Oh my god, I would never and touch I, like, a reptile. Like, never ever ever. A session, and they were like, yeah. had like. Like boa constrictors and spiders. Yeah, and, and you have to feed them those. I used to work I in. Like, uh, I used to do animal management when I was at college, and I thought I was going to be a vet. Mm. And um, we had to like there was a, an exotic animal section, and we had to feed the big snakes, like the tiny mice and stuff, and it was disgusting. Oh, watching a snake eat a mouse is absolutely no, wild. A guy at work told me that we've completely gone off track, and I'll probably <laughs> cut this entire conversation. Maybe I won't. <laughs> um, a guy at work told me um, that he, uh, so he grew up in Pakistan, mm. um, and there was a uh, a cobra oh. um, like right outside his ha- house and it was going to like eat his chickens so he um, had to go outside and um, murder the cobra with a stick <laughs> oh my god and he j- it was like he had to cut this massive tree branch and just beat the cobra to death sort oh of like how Neil in the in-between he punches that fish to death oh my god <laughs> that's sort of what I imagined isn't that awful oh that's so grim <laughs> like wildlife is so mild in this country yeah we're very lucky we're like, so lucky you only have like two types of snakes right yeah we just like you never really see. You never really no, see I've never snakes. seen one. No, I've never seen one. No, well, I think I've seen like a grass snake, but 
long no, time I ago. I haven't seen that. Really? Yeah. God. Well, we have squirrels it and they're fucking terrifying. I'm joking. It was <laughs> nice to see some um, other countries in Doctor yeah. Who tonight. Like, it's it, it's always nice when they show that Earth is not just uh, Britain or mm. even just London. Yeah, yeah. we. Uh, I saw that the, um, the girl who played Gabriella tweeted that she was like the first Portuguese speaker or first Portuguese woman to be in Doctor Who. Oh, cool. Um, which was very interesting. I would never have been able to place her accent because I'm absolutely terrible at stuff like mm. that. But uh, uh, I heard someone, one of us went, is she American? Yeah, I, I went, <laughs> I went. she's not American because oh. I thought she was just doing a bad American voice. Oh, no, no, she's Portuguese. <laughs> she's doing a Portuguese voice. Right. No, it was cool that they had like people who were traveling and, and people who were all these different completely unrelated things and, and they were all just like caught up different in this big parts problem. Different parts of it. Yeah. yeah. Where, mm -hmm. where did they shoot all this Th stuff? I know part of it was in South Africa. South so Africa. That, that's that beach scene, uh -huh. all of that was in South Africa. Right. So that was done during yeah. the Spyfall as well. Yeah, yeah, I know this is the same block yeah, as Spyfall yeah, 1, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Nikola Tesla was filmed in Bulgaria. Bulgaria? Yeah. They've been yeah. all over the shop this they year. They really have. Yeah, that yeah. New York set is in, isn't it in Bulgaria? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. Bulgaria. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and then All From 55 was, was that Tenerife. South Africa? Tenerife? Mm -hmm. yeah. They've been everywhere. Yeah. That's really cool. They really have. It felt like they, I think they only did that for like a week or so. And then yeah, yeah. South Africa's always like a big, because they did that again last season. Yeah. Because yeah. it used to be like, it was like a big event if they went abroad. Mm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. When they shot uh, like Impossible Astronaut in Spain. Mm. It was like, oh my oh God, my gosh, they're yeah. shooting in Spain. <laughs> yeah. That's and not like actually now USA, is it? Spain. Been the Impossible Astronaut. Yeah. They did go to America. Oh, is that actual America? Yeah. Right. But I, don't, I think they did some of it in America, some of it in Spain, Right, I'm sure. But whenever this stuff happens, it's kind of like announced. But nowadays, they never really talk about it. Like, they oh never yeah. say Doctor Who was shot here, here, and here. They're just jetting off. They're just, yeah. Well Last the season, shop. they were quite loud about South Africa and how much they loved it, because I know mm. it was quite, like, early on, like, in mm. Yeah. So they were but saying about how much they liked it. What do we think about the fact that they would have had to have taken a plane to Tenerife. Oh my god, to shoot the episode about <laughs> climate change. Yeah, Wait, I know, I know. Irony. So when the BAFTAs, I think, I think, I feel like I'm right in saying this, but I remember seeing it on Twitter. So the BAFTAs, mm. like the day after, or like a couple of days after, they was like uh -huh. they they went to, I think it was Bulgaria, mm. and like obviously the BAFTAs got a big party. Yeah, and I thought I feel like it was the day after because I remember Mandip like put something on her Instagram the day yeah. after about going flying. Like literally the morning after the baptism. Oh my god! Like oh god. Yeah. I hope they didn't drink. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like, how do we feel about the fact that they're taking planes to go and film in other countries to make episodes about global warming? I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? Where like. It's a means to an end. It is a means to an end. I mean, they could have shot it without. Without go like. Yeah. Wales has its limits. <laughs> I there are well, quarries yeah. in Wales. <laughs> I don't know. It's maybe it's like how do they tell stories on this scale if they can't make? Yeah, it we look all epic. need to fly less, don't we? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to tackle that. No, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start with <laughs> no. it. But it's yeah. a question. <laughs> um, I think Jodie recently spoke about it in an interview when they were asking oh yeah, she her. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it was on the American press tour, and she said something like, "Look, we do all these stories about global warming, but we did come here in a plane." Yeah. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So um, it's interesting that she spoke about it. I think yeah. that's good that she's well acknowledging yeah, she her carbon footprint. But there is a way that you can pay back your carbon footprint. So but they it's could not. Be doing it's not like actual. Like yes, you can. But yeah. like it's not. Um, 
you're not getting back that carbon that you've no. that you, it's like you can't actually offset it like no. it's it's um yeah it's not a get out of jail free free card because companies yeah. always do it like mm. um oil and gas multinational companies are always like offsetting their carbon footprint and like you can't get back the the oil that you've dug out of the ground yeah. like that's yeah. why it's a not a renewable resource anyway um there's <laughs> been loads of controversy as well about um Laura Whitmore on Love Island she's traveling like oh. back and forth from South Af- South Africa to um the UK to the UK over and over and over in order to present well, she's not just staying there. No, because she she has to make Love Island after Sun in the UK. That's shot in the <gasps> UK. Isn't it like such a long flight as well? Yeah, so she's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's I've literally know. filmed like that here in Elstree. That's mm. insane. So she's, what? Christ. Just yeah. do it without her. Skype her in. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think they could. I think, well, I think she also does like a Radio 1 show or something as well. She comes back and, and records that. Ridiculous, it is a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just thinking about how she does that in terms of like jet lag, like, I yeah, know, like but also like alive, carbon right? footprint and her skin. How her skin must be sorry, anyway. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Pete McTie, yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, the right, yeah, right, yeah, because obviously last year we had Kablam from him, mm. which was v- a very competently written and politically bankrupt story. <laughs> I don't agree, but <laughs> we won't go into it. No, it's a bit of a big I topic agree. to tackle I, I rewatched it. Like but yeah, it's like... But I can see why people say it, though. Yeah. I yeah. just don't really agree that it's that deep. And when we saw the... Oh, okay. When we saw the... Um, uh, synopsis of this one. It seemed like this one was the climate change one, or the or the like yeah, yeah. environmental one, because it was like the, about the plastic in the ocean and stuff. Yeah. So I, in my first thought was, oh, interesting. They've like, Chris Chibnall thinks that Pete Matai is his political guy. And yeah. like that's what, it, but it is uh, maybe it's not really that. But I th- again, I thought he wrote he wrote the companion so well. Like his dialogue was really good. Yeah, I think a repeating thing with Pete is that he's amazing at writing characters mm-hmm. and guest characters and the companions. He's uh, in in Kablam. He gave everyone something to do. Like Yaz had so many policey moments in Kablam, so and I mean Ryan had things to do. The only time yeah. she had any policey moments last year. Yeah, yeah. And she had that was again. In, yeah, was in Kablam. Yeah. yeah. So like one thing I said when I. Um, I did a commentary for Kablam and what I just kept rep- saying was like the characters, the, the companions have written so well because they have so much to do but then also you have all the side characters that also have so much personality mm-hmm. and stuff to do and he just knocked mm-hmm. it out of the park again um, and it's also worth noting that he's the one that does all of the cool um, stuff for the collection The trailers and stuff for the box set, yeah. Have you, Imogen, have you ever seen the trailers for like when they release, <gasps> you know, those oh, box sets there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the recent one with Ace in the... Oh, wait, no, I s- yeah, I saw the Ace one. So yeah, that was yeah. like written oh, by Pete Mattai. always writes those. And so I, I think he's <gasps> oh, so good okay. at writing ca- characterization. Definitely. Um, I feel like his priority feels like always to do them justice and to mm-hmm. give them mm-hmm. something to do, like you said. But Everything seems really considered. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, he's just a really good writer because mm-hmm. I think because also his two the two plots the plot of Kablam and the plot of this I think Kablam could have done with maybe like five more minutes and a bit more explanation as to what was going to happen to Kablam blah, blah blah. But yeah, and actually um, I've just said he's really everything feels considered. The end of Kablam didn't feel particularly considered. Yeah, actually. but <laughs> I think there's a lot of things to take into account with with this era of Doctor Who is that like they do seem to be struggling a bit with certain things like getting it made and doing it in ways that they don't cut certain things or tie up certain things, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, but apart from that, all of his his plots have just been really well thought out mm-hmm. and, and the way that the characters intertwine with them. 
intertwine, intertwine. Yeah, I thought yeah. this this was an improvement on Kablam, but purely by virtue of the fact that it its politics were better. Mm. Not that really there was much politics in it per se, but it was it w- it had like everything Kablam had and not the horrible ending. So and it then like they it's, say a be- yeah. it's a great story in my book. Like I think the doctor gets those snarky comments as well. Like I feel like she had a few in Kablam, yeah. and then yeah. she did in this one as well. She mean she meant business in that story. Yeah, didn't she? yeah. I, I like that like she it. was she was quite um, snarky to who is it? The guy that she thought was um, was the, the one boss that was guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And obviously she is again here, and I like I like the way that he writes the doctor. Obviously disregarding yeah. that loss <laughs> in Kablam. Um, I really, because oh, I, li- I liked her this episode as well. So. Yeah. Th- these co-writing cre- credits that Chips yeah, is getting this year. Because <laughs> like he, g- last week I was, I kind of got it because I was like, okay, Vinay Patel's written the first draft and then Chris Chibnall's put all the arc stuff in it was what I kind of gathered last yeah. week, maybe. But this week I'm, I'm more confused about did Chris Chibnall just do heavy rewrites and that's why his name's ended up on it? Like, I, I, don't, I guess we, it's pointless speculating, but. Yeah, it is, it's odd, isn't it? Because, I feel like that episode felt very Pete and I feel like last week's yeah. episode felt very Chibs. So I don't yeah, know. I mean, what I will say though is actually I'm not the biggest fan of Chibnall's dialogue uh, and the dialogue has been much better this week and last week. Mm-hmm, so maybe mm. like, yeah, I don't know. I like the idea it's more of a back and forth between... I like, I, I think it feels like more of a an effort between like a writer's room. Yeah, it feels more collaborative than like the, the mm. RTD or Moffat approach where it's like it the script is probably emailed to them and like lots of writers say that like the ne- they they emailed Moffat the script and then yeah. or like whoever they emailed, whatever. They like they sent the mm. script in and the next time they saw it it was on television and it was completely different. Like that's crazy. I kinda feel no. like that wouldn't happen There's a few in things this era as much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a few things that I've seen that lead me to believe that it's more of a writer's room thing. And that is that Nida Manzor apparently casted or helped to get Joe Martin cast as the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And also that Vinay Patel came up with the name Arachnids in the UK. Mm. And they all have a group chat. Mm-hmm. And so th- I think that it's more of a collaborative effort between the writers and the directors and stuff than just like a showrunner. And do you know what I mean? That all that separate stuff, I think it's Definitely. more of a across the board look at how it should be. I don't feel like the writers would have had a group chat on like series eight. No, no, at all. No. It was just like everyone sent stuff to Moffat, and Moffat just sorted it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I really like that. I feel like it's really worked this season because obviously I like this season yeah. a lot more. I feel like ma- yeah, I think maybe they've done it more this season. Mm-hmm. Like as as we say, Chibnall's been credited more, blah blah blah. Uh, and but I feel like it feels more like. You know how, like, sometimes in workplaces there's all different teams and none of them really work together? Mm, mm. I feel like... I don't know what most of the people in my office do. Yeah, well, we have the same problem, you know, in, in all the offices I've ever worked in, whatever yeah. I've worked in, like, but people work in silos, right? And so now it feels like they're not really doing that as much. They're they're mm. Everyone's working together to make this big piece of television, like this 10-episode long piece of television instead of in series 11 or series 10, 8, blah, 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 which kind of felt more like there were yeah people but which doing makes all it their separate jobs. which makes it all the more shocking when you get glaring things like the mas- the Nazi master thing in yes. Spy- makes yeah, it all the more surprising yeah. that none of those people went 
hang on a hot second, what's going on Maybe here? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah, like, <laughs> little thing, like... It is insane, isn't it? I think that's to do with the fact that probably that Sasha was cast, like, a week before. Yes, that, that, <laughs> that particular one. I still one, can't believe that. Even other things as well with, like, Orphan 55, like, when it was, it was so messy and, like... Yes. Did no one, was no one, like... Come on now, like this isn't working. I think they definitely did, but there was no other. It was too late now. Like what? Yeah. 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 But I don't think it's as bad as it could have been. How do you mean? I don't know. I don't feel like the the problems that are in this series, or the problems that people feel like are in this series, aren't as bad as the problems that were in last series. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I said this to David Chipper last week. Like, um. You know, he, he Chris Chibnall, he knows what he's doing to a certain extent. Like, yeah. he's not... Uh, and I feel like... Like, he says he doesn't read reviews or, like, mm. listen to criticism. Mm-hmm. and But actually, there's a critic in everyone's head, right? Yeah. And he'll have, he'll have watched Series 11, and he'll be like, oh, these are the things I need to fix. Mm. And it seems like he's fixed some of them. Yeah, it. yeah. It, it feels like this season, there's been a lot of things that... It's almost kind of like he's listened. I don't know. If, I don't. I know he hasn't. I don't think he has. Like I think he's listened like to he's his been own. Like, yeah, because it's in everyone's critique, heads yeah. anyway. And obviously, like each episode, not all of them. There's it, it's a lot more connected. There's a lot of big arc. There's a more epic. There's more stakes. The Doctor struggles more. There's more connections mm. between different companions, and they're each getting whatever development they have, and they're uh-huh. more independent. I just I love that, and I think. Do you think maybe they all, like, as a collective team, they sort of looked at Series 11 and realised it didn't maybe do as well um, in terms of, like, the appreciation index and stuff as well as they wanted it to and then thought, well, we might as well go in the other direction? Yeah, I don't even think it's... I I think in terms of, like, the other direction, in terms of, like, the way he's flip-flopped into, like, super continuity-heavy, like, arc-heavy stuff, I think that was his... I think that's been his game plan. Yeah, me to be too. honest. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong. I really, really enjoy series eleven, and I recently rewatched like the first half and really loved it. Mm. Um, like I love all of them apart from Ramscore. So, but I can see why people pick the bits, pick apart, pick things apart with it, and mm. the bits that they don't like. Um, and I can see how like now they've it just done a complete 180 yeah, on everything. Series eleven just feels. 11. It feels it like, feels like a, yeah. a whiplash. Like <laughs> I said the other day, it feels like. I mean, I I like series eleven. Like, I feel like, but I feel like it's kind of like average. Like, I feel like there are some episodes I really really love, and mm. there's some episodes I really really yeah. hate. So mm. then, like as a whole, it's like average. Um, but like, it feels like series eleven is kind of like GCSE, <laughs> and then like series twelve is like you're going into like a PhD thesis. Like, it feels like <laughs> that because of how <laughs> epic and how much more like yeah, like the, how much more s- deeper it in is in terms of yeah. scale. Yeah, though, yeah and mean. scale yeah, yeah, yeah. and like. It's Oh, I just I love I love it so I love much. That I, said, I feel like this is the season that Jody deserves. Yeah, it feels yeah. like and series so eleven. Good. It was such a misunderstanding of what people want from Doctor Who and from TV in general. It was like they were trying to do something different. Let's really. do yeah, let's yeah. do these standalone episodes. It's like that's so dated now. Yeah, um, I can see it's really uh, especially because people year. binge watch things, right? Like yeah. When uh, after so people we kind of I spoke with people at work about Spyfall, blah blah blah, but after that. Every time I spoke to the usual lot about Doctor Who, they were just like, oh, I haven't caught up yet, blah, blah, blah. You know, haven't really watched it. Because people wait. People wait to watch things. Like, my mum won't watch Definitely. it till it's all done. She loves to watch her... She won't, won't even watch the, her favourite shows when they are, like The Walking Dead. She saves them all up to watch in a day. And... Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it is. It is yeah. It's so funny. She's like a 50-year-old woman, like a mm-hmm. 54-year-old woman. And so... It, 
after last after Ruth's Doctor happened, I saw a lot of people being like, "Wow, I saw the news about Doctor Who. Like, I have to watch it." Like, my the res- other resident Doctor Who fan in the office who just started um, hadn't even watched it, and then I made him watch it that lunchtime mm. because, and he was shook. And it's yeah. like, this people just don't watch. Why would people? Why would people watch series eleven and then continue to tune in? Really, because there's not really a massive reason to. No, there's n- mm-hmm. it doesn't leave you on a. Apart from like we just watch it because we love Doctor Who, right? Yeah, but I, I mean I'd watch it whatever work. it did. Like exactly. yeah, it's like supporting yeah. a football team for I me now. Like I I'd never stop watching Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. and like I know loads of people at work that loved series eleven. Like everyone at work loved it who likes Doctor Who at work. Right, but uh, but I guess realistically, if it continued in the same vein, what hmm. what where, where are you going to go with it? My best friend, um, he's like he's um black, and he messaged me because he saw AJ Plus did like a a feature on Joe Martin as the Doctor, oh, cool. and I feel like they did kind of market it that she that Jodie was going and she was the next Doctor, right, which right. obviously isn't the case. But he messaged me and he was like, "Oh my God, is this real? Like, oh my God!" <laughs> he was yeah. so so excited, and I was like, "Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it isn't. It she isn't like." Jodie's not leaving, but she is a yeah. part of the season. And, sh- and from what we have been told, she is the Doctor. And, mm-hmm. and she does play the Doctor in this episode. Mm. And he immediately, like, went back and watched Series 11 to Series 12. Yeah. And it just makes me, like, really It's little things like that like that make people want that It's, like, exciting like, like moments. About representation. Yeah. And, mm. like, that, that is it. Like, that yeah. is what you need to do. Yeah. For it to, like, really matter and really have an impact. Because, yeah. obviously... And it's, like, these episodes, like, Praxius, are really great. But if it was just this every single week with nothing to make you do you know what I mean there's nothing there, there wasn't that arc in series 11 that made you uh, be like I need to tune into this um do you know what I mean whereas with this so you're I kind was of just like well, I was just waiting all season for for, for, Tim, yeah. for, Tim, Sh- for Tim Shaw <laughs> for to me. come back yeah. and then you know he came back and uh, yeah. you know I got everything I wanted from that yeah Whereas with this, no I one knows. No, no, no. I was a bit like, oh. I remember. I was, I was being a little bitch. <laughs> I, yeah, but but it's kind of like what with this, everyone's m- more like we're enjoying these episodes where no arc stuff happens. But then it's like, oh my god, we just don't know what's going to happen each week. Like it's I really cool, it. mm. and Doctor Who could actually go anywhere now. And it's yeah, like it's if something mad had happened at the end of that episode, I would not have even been that yeah. surprised like yeah. if they if they dropped a massive bomb so at the end of that episode like they didn't <laughs> each, each bomb is almost getting bigger mm. yeah, and yeah it's like scary it's, it's, it is because it's building up to something we know it is jesus christ and I know. we were saying like earlier about if it paid off i f- i would like yes be i can't even describe how amazing this season would even yeah. Like yeah, be. it's all like dependent on that payoff even now. if it doesn't pay off i feel like it's still really good because yeah there is because we've been so excited this yeah. whole series and it's the yeah. journey not the destination it is about <laughs> the journey not the destination <laughs> you're absolutely right yeah. did you guys see the other day um someone tweeted that the v- the the requests to watch doctor who on iplayer mm. um were like 60% more than any other show in the uk oh no way and then it was like um three times more than any show in the US or something like that. Something cra- like it was crazy some really big. It was and really I was big like, that's that's what we need to be looking at because when these things thi- like you know the master reveal or or the Joe Martin reveal or Captain Jack, when this stuff is happening in Doctor Who, you know people don't know that's coming, so people aren't necessarily watching it on the overnights. But yeah. um, I know so many like completely dedicated Doctor Who fans, just as big as fans as us, who just like don't watch it when it airs anymore. They yeah. just catch up during the week, and it's like I actually have this this year so far managed to watch it every week. I've watched it every week. As it said. Yeah, but I think I that's kind of because I, n- I make the podcast and I've had to kind of plan it into my 
Yeah. Schedule mm-hmm. for the week. I I'm going to miss the last one. Oh god. I'm going I'm doing my show on <gasps> the on the evening of the the, the finale airing. Oh my god, really? Yeah, no. it's two nights, so like uh, all my Doctor Who friends can come the previous day. Oh thank God, I was so gonna I say was I can't miss. <laughs> yeah, I was but working like for Spyfall Part One, and I was working till like nine or something ridiculous. Did you come home and watch it immediately? And I did. I I was gonna check social media, and obviously so that was the master reveal. And I was like, I had. I was so happy that I didn't because yeah. also it was trending. So I wasn't going to look at my t- like timeline. I was going to like just look at the news because yeah. I use like Twitter as like a news. Yeah. Like, and uh, obviously like, the master was like trending. Oh my God. Oh Can no. you imagine? <laughs> I would have been so annoyed. That obviously is my really family annoying. waited for me to like watch it as well yeah, because yeah. I was thinking like That's they would so have spoiled it for me. <laughs> me and my dad <laughs> always, always text each other after like, have you seen it? Like, have you seen it yet? Like before we say anything, yeah. we'll be like, have you seen That's it? Nice. I've got friends who also like, found out that the master was back and then they've now watched it because they wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. That's pretty really cool. Yeah, it was kind of like with John the Sim, like they teased that at mm. the start of mm. series 10. Yeah. To like well, which is kind of the in. argument for like I don't think they necessarily should have revealed that John Sim was going to be in it. I think it was yeah, like quite, quite a bad spoiler, but like I think the argument for doing that is that people tune in when they know yeah. stuff like that. like there's an argument that they should have maybe put Captain Jack in the trailer. But I think it'll because be really people might have like tuned in if they if they'd have known yeah. John Sim could have been yeah exactly I really had no idea. Uh, but even more yeah 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 because yeah, obviously he's got a big part yeah yeah it would be really interesting to see what the the like I guess across the series what the catch up stuff is like and mm. and mm. how many times people are requesting Doctor Who and all of that sort of thing because I just feel like overnights are such an odd thing now I don't really think that meaningless. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that people t- talk about this all the time, but I know some big shows still get huge. But like Love Island has gone completely downhill on there, like overnight. Mm. So no one, wa- everyone at my work is just like, I don't, I just can't bother to watch it. I think the much. thing with Love Island is that yeah, it's that they they've blown it by doing it twice in a year. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but they have. But yeah. it's like it's that. I've that not thing watched it this time. Where you know. TV is so different now. Like everyone watches Netflix shows months after they air, and you know. It's still like event television because you're watching. Do you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. Just although yeah. there's a certain thing of like with spoilers, like um, I've been watching Sex Education recently. Mm-hmm. I've only watched the first episode. Of I won't. Education. So I won't spoil. <laughs> it. However, this is the thing: is like we're in a situation where you have to say that to me mm. because they've because they dump the box out on you, and then yeah. it almost feels like oh I've got to watch it all really quickly, otherwise I'll see the spoilers on social media. Yeah. Whereas if they release things week by week, there's time for you. I, you know, I'm I'm a busy person. Like I haven't got the time mm. to like binge watch loads of television all the time. So it's kind of annoying mm. that they that all of Sex Education was there, and that some people with more time than me had watched it all. Yeah, way I've before seen me. So and many like spoilers on my Twitter. Yeah, it's like I I don't that that I need. It's nice to give people time to. It's nice that we're all so basically going to find yeah. out Doctor Who stuff at the, the same, same time. I'm happy that they do it like weekly because mm. I, I mean, I personally cannot binge. I tweeted about this the other day, but I have no attention span and I can't binge anything. I'd like, I there are very few shows <laughs> that I can. <laughs> like yeah. I, I like I hate binge watching, mm. and I if I try to like there are shows that I will be invested in and I will watch and then I will stop watching and I'll go back to them like months later or I won't like no, for example Stranger Things I like yeah. series 3 oh I never bothered three? with series 3 yeah I but like yeah, I was I'm a massive like fan and I've watched like three episodes and then I just yeah. stopped and I like don't really like 
okay even though like it was really bit like i really enjoy it mm. like i just have it's no nice to save time. stuff for yourself as well yeah it's nice to do that yeah i find that when i've went because i i binge watch a lot or at least i used to a lot more and i find that when i do that i don't take it in like I don't That's really true. take yeah, in what's yeah, happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, like, at least between episodes, I have a week to take in what's happened in the last Doctor Who story so and, and talk about it and think about it. But I binged watched, um, binged watched, binge watched Sex Education and You in like the same weekend last year, and I can tell you like anything that happens in them. And the same, I used to I binge watched all of the American Horror Story seasons within like a month once, like when I stayed up like all night at the time because I had really bad insomnia, and like. American Horror Story is like my second favorite show in the world, apart from Doctor Who, and I just couldn't tell you how stuff happens <laughs> in it because I just you, you're just like. And it all every episode uh, melts into the next one. So I, I've been yes. watched The Good Place recently, and oh I love God. The Good Place. No spoilers for the ending. Yeah, I haven't I've seen not, it. I've not. Watched I won't spoil the it. Um, however, um, when people talk to me, like when friends who, who are fans of The Good Place talk to me about like this particular episode or like this season compared to this season, I'm like, mm. like no, like for me it was just like one long. Because you're String not even looking story. at, you don't look at what episode you're on when you're no, clicking I just, next. No, I just click next and click yeah. next and click next. We've been next. doing that yeah. with Inside Number 9 and we got to the point where we couldn't watch any more of it because we just binge watched like four seasons. Oh my God, that week. would hurt my soul to it binge It did watch, hurt. I vote we haven't watched, nine. like, we, we had to start. <laughs> Some of them are too horrifying. They are really cre- crazy. But um, we, but then I was like, oh my God, how are we on like season four already? Like, what? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, season three or wherever we were up to because you don't, you're not looking, they just automatically play. Yeah. So I can't imagine doing that with Doctor Who not knowing it's each episode is still its own thing, even though we have these massive arcs. Like each episode is still yeah. its own thing. So yeah. Like this, li- it wouldn't work. No. Like because you've got. Because I wouldn't want to be. Ab- I wouldn't. It's be not one big long story like you know, like you or Stranger Things is. It's like different things every week. Yeah. So I wonder if it would work in a binge watchable. I don't think. It, uh, yeah, I think that. That's one of the th- ways in which Doctor Who is kind of lagging behind. Yeah. But it's like also the the premise doesn't lend itself to one long story so yeah mm-hmm. you, you know and 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 shows that are just one long story have a l- shorter life expectancy because you can't you can't string one long story on forever like they yeah. need to have a, like the good place for example it was ready to end probably actually last season it was ready to end yeah. and and it's like it feels right that it's ending and that's fine doctor who goes on forever yeah and once you give it a a, a, a narrative that's so compacted then it's like you 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 put in a death sentence or something. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. I wonder what what would happen if they um if they did a lot of marketing around I don't know you know how I always see tube posters for um shows when it's like catch up now box set available. I wonder how what would happen if at the end of series twelve they, they did that and they put tube posters up or they put you know big billboards up. I wonder how what that would do in terms of like people watching it and don't wanting know. to catch up with it. I, d- I wonder if that's a thing. I mean, mm. I, <laughs> I don't work for the BBC marketing department, so I don't <laughs> probably don't have the budget to do that. But, <laughs> but you um, could self-fund them, couldn't you? Yes, with yeah. the 98p in my bank. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for talking to me, both of you. Thank you, Molly Thank Martian. Thank you for having us. <laughs> where can people find you guys on Twitter? Well, they know where to find you, Beth Oh My Stars Axford. That's an um, easy one. Follow the Time Ladies. And Oh My Stars, right? Yeah, if you want to see me fighting people every day on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and where I'm can people find you? Noodle on Twitter and Tumblr. And Great. my website's that as well. So yeah. And <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as Molly underscore Martian. You can find the podcast on Twitter at GalactiaYoYoPod. You can email the podcast at GalactiaYoYoPod at gmail.com. And you can come and watch me in this Pooh Shall Pass 
at the Horse and Stables in Waterloo on the 29th of February and the 1st of March. Uh, please do come to that. And can I just say it's a fucking incredible show, so please come to See, that. See, real life testimonial from a real life person. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 We don't have it up all the time. Oh, okay. oh my god, no. He can put it away. <gasps> can you imagine? Where does he go? Um, behind the cabinet. So for context, Imogen and Beth are talking about a, <laughs> a, a cardboard cut out of a jadoon that is standing in the corner of this room. With a sontar in it. At least he's not in the bedroom, Beth, because I used to have a Christopher Eccleston cardboard cut out of my bedroom. The, the sontaran is, in fact, next to our bed. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend <laughs> yeah. Cass stopped coming over because she didn't like... Christopher Eccleston looking at him, uh, looking at her. Well, uh, it is a bit odd, like, when you're getting changed and then you're, like, naked in front of a Sontaran. Yeah. I don't know his name. That's Dr. Who. You don't want to, <laughs> like, make eye contact with a Sontaran while you're... Yeah. ...either, do you? Yeah. Um, can't uh, say it's happened yet, but now it probably will now when you <laughs> said that. <laughs>